Welcome to the God-Centered Recovery Podcast brought to you by Narrowgate Ministries. This podcast is dedicated to giving you a God-centered approach to recovery and to life. Follow along. Let's get started. All right, brothers, welcome back. This is Tim Holloway. I am the host of the God-Centered Man Show. Man, this podcast is for men who want to overcome their addictions, want to triumph victoriously over the challenges and the situations inside of their life, and want to really walk inside of their royal identity and be everything that God has called them to be. So, if you're a man and you want some of that, you definitely come to the right place. So, we're going to talk about how God called us to grace. This is super, super important. Everything that I'm going to talk about um, is related to this theme. And so it might seem like I repeat myself at sometimes. Bear with me. Uh, we're moving through this, uh, but we're moving through this very slowly. Okay. And that is we want to thoroughly uh, understand what grace is and how that's, uh, uh, it works inside of our life. Now, grace, it is the exact opposite of religion. Okay. Religion is in opposition to grace. Grace is in opposition to religion. Now, grace, the main definition is the unmerited and the unearned favor uh, of God manifested in our lives. But on the flip side, I want you to think about this because, you know, God wants to give us his grace. That is his unmerited favor and blessing and all that stuff. But on the flip side, religion says that his favor, uh, it must be merited. It must be earned. And it must be deserved. Those three things, okay? When you think about grace, everything, God's empowerment inside of our life, His love and His mercy and all of these things, religion says it must be merited, it must be earned, and it must be deserved. Now, grace, on the other hand, is all of those things, the acceptance, the favor, the approval, all of these different things, not merited, uh, not earned, and not deserved okay so on one side we have religion that says that if you uh, conform to the standard then you will get all these things and then on the other side of grace that god so loved that he gave that he embraces you he loves you you're accepted you're his child and now you can begin to walk inside of those realities you see the difference now one says that i i, I promise that it will happen if you do the right things, right? If you say the right words, if you keep the right list of rules, um, and then God will accept you and God will love you. Now, here's what I know is that we believe in grace, we believe in forgiveness, and we believe that we're not um, measured by our performance. But when? <laughs> when we mess up, when we fail, when we falter, when we fall short and all this, that's where the rubber meets the road. Then that's what actually identifies whether we believe this or not. Because if when, when, when we make mistakes, uh, when we fall short, if we all, all of a sudden uh, deem ourselves as worthy of, of divine wrath and that, that our acceptance and our approval is now taken away from us, 
uh, because we messed up and because we fall short, it is sure evidence that we are trusting in our own righteousness and not in his. There's two ways we can go inside of the life of faith, okay? You can get led away into religion that says that uh, your righteousness is based upon your performance. And if you perform well, then you can feel and you can know and you can believe that you are righteous. Okay. But on the flip side, if you fail and you fall short and your righteousness disappears, then it is evidence that you are trusting in your own and not in his. Okay. Now, here's the reality about religion. That if we already have the love... We already have the acceptance and we already have the grace of God. Then religion has really nothing else to offer us because we are actually walking inside of that reality today. Now, religion promises, you know, if you can form, if you if you keep up your dedication and your hard work and and if you just keep up on this path and then. Maybe you'll finally reach the place of sonship where God will anoint you and God will empower you and and all that different stuff. And they put it years down the road, right? And out of reach. And that is like I've seen this so many times that people say that, you know, one day God is going to use them to do great things. uh, That they're going to do something great for God someday, right? And all of this concept and ideas put into some future day where I might find myself finally worthy. Man, if I could just put down these cigarettes, then God could finally use me. If I could just, you know, stop with the lust, then God could finally use me. And what we do is we, we get so consumed with our problems. And we say that God can't use us until we we are perfect is basically what we're saying. Now we're saying, you know, uh, God can use me when I quit smoking or when I quit lusting or I quit whatever. We're, we're saying that, but what the bottom line is, is that God cannot use us until we think that we are perfect, until we have somehow arrived. And what does that guarantee for us? It guarantees that we don't operate in that truth and reality today. It guarantees us that we put this usefulness uh, for God into a future date that I have seen in the lives of people that it never happens, okay? There's never a day where you feel thoroughly qualified. There's never a day that uh, that you feel uh, sinless, if you will, or you feel that you have arrived or that you finally feel that uh, that you are in a place of worthiness that God can use you, okay? So if we're banking on that day, I can guarantee you there's nothing that that is going to be done inside of your life because that day does not come. Okay. One thing that I want to point out about religion is that it keeps you away from the real rest. You know, there was, uh, if you've read the book of Hebrews, you know about the real, the real rest, the real promised land that, that is set for the people of God that will enter in. Those who have real faith will come into that rest. And understanding this is that religion does not give you rest. Okay, there's no rest. <laughs> it's a get up, measure up, perform, or you, you get ready for the lightning bolt to come out of the sky and smote you, right? And so the reality is, is that if you want to uh, enter the life of rest, you're going to have to rest assured 
um, that your salvation is secure. Rest assured that uh, you have his acceptance and his approval. And rest assured that he actually loves you. Okay. Now, once you establish all of those things, then you give up trying to get acceptance. You give up trying to get love and all of those different things. Okay. So his favor, what exactly is it? This is defined as the divine influence upon the heart. Okay. And really understanding this, that, that grace favor what what it is that we're actually looking for is the divine influence upon our heart okay and that divine influence makes us able able to what able to live life victoriously able to uh, not give up able to fall down and to rise again able to conquer the challenge and overcome the obstacles and all of these different things that are taking place in our life. His divine influence makes us able to do those things. Okay. Now, religion, on the other hand, says that um, you have to be somehow worthy and deserving of that divine influence. Okay. And once again, it puts deliverance into a future day. Okay. And I've seen people that behave in this manner and they say, someday God is going to deliver me. Okay. Someday I'm going to have victory over this lust, over this sin, over this addiction, over this perversion or whatever it is. They, they have the mindset that they're waiting upon God to do this someday. Not understanding that today is the day of salvation. And what that means is that his divine influence can influence my heart today. And he can empower me today. Okay? Not in some future day. Now, what, it, what happens when we do this is that we give ourselves an excuse for today. Right? When deliverance is in the future, that means that I am bound today. And what that means is that I, f I fully got an excuse today. I'm, I'm living this way and I'm behaving in this manner because God hasn't delivered me yet. And what we do is we put upon all the responsibility on God. And what that does for us is that we evade responsibility. Okay. Now, it's our responsibility today to believe that I can access this divine influence and power inside of my heart that has given me the ability to be able to do what I need to do. Okay? This favor is also the idea of gratitude. It's also the idea of uh, being accepted. And it even has the idea of, of, of God being partial of you or you being like his favorite or selected. Okay? And so knowing and understanding this as part of our identity is that I have, I am a man that has his divine influence upon my heart and I am grateful for that power and I'm grateful to be his child and I'm grateful that he, you know, in some way that he has uh, chosen me and selected me and maybe have the idea that he, he might be a little bit partial towards me. He likes me. Okay. So coming to that idea of that God loves me, God accepts me, I have his divine influence upon my heart, and he's given me the power to be able, this is the faith that overcomes the situations in your life. 
Now, on the flip side, that is that if you don't believe that his power can operate in your heart, this will come to the conclusion that you are not able to overcome these things that are happening inside of your life. You're not able to triumph victoriously over addictions, over habits, over whatever is taking place. And ultimately comes to the conclusion that you are not able. Okay. And then what does this do? This gives you feelings of condemnation. It makes you think and believe that you are not accepted by God. And it is manifested in your behavior. Okay. And everything follows from this belief. So I'm going to talk to you about religion and a marriage system real quick. Now, a marriage system is a process that rewards those whose character and conduct are worthy of honor. Okay. And I want to thoroughly point out that religion, it does operate on this system. If your character and your conduct is outstanding, then what happens? They say that you, the group praises you like, whoo, praise the Lord. And they, you know, they praise you for for uh conforming and they also say that god has uh, loved you and accept you also because of your outstanding conduct right this is the merit system we understand this in the concept of uh boy scouts and getting merit badges right when you perform a skill and you show that you have mastered the skill you get the badge necessary to to um, show that you have merited the badge right merit badges now, we somehow come to our relationship with God in this fashion, and that is we think that we can get saved by merit badges, and or we think that His divine favor and influence upon our heart is due to our merit badges, okay? And what we do is we go and look at our merit badges and say, you know what, am I worthy and am I deserving? And then we come to the conclusion that we are not, okay? And then what happens is that we hinder the power of God from operating inside of our lives. You see, a merit badge is something you, uh, something you get for your services. Okay, it's basically a reward for learning a behavior. And so we think that the the power of God and His influence upon our life and us walking, you know, as a powerful man of God, we think. That that is going to come someday as a reward for our good behavior, our church attendance, the amount of money that we give into the plate and all these different things. What it all comes down to is this mindset is someday God is going to reward me. He's going to reward my dedication by finally freeing me from this lust of my flesh. And then I'm going to walk in victory. Okay. And that, once again, is, is back to this thinking of you're not free right now. And you're not free today. And anytime that you believe that you're not free today, you're going to go ahead and walk and believe like that. Okay? So, I want to point out about this, this concept and idea of reward. Because we know that God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. And um, Jesus said multiple times that great will be your reward in heaven and all of these different things. Now, the merit badge system is that we render God's service for the reward. Okay. And what that means is that we're just simply conforming for the prize. 
Okay, it's much like a dog uh, performing for the treat. It, it's it, it's training behavior, and uh, the only reason why it is conforming is because it knows by habit that the treat is after the good behavior. Okay, we think God operates in this fashion. We think that uh, we can look at him and say, you know what? Look at all the good that I have done for you. It's about time that you do something for me, right? <laughs> and what we don't understand about this reward is that that uh, Jesus said that would great would be your reward in heaven, okay? And what we're looking for is this great manifestation of reward right now. And that is you see how faithful I have been. Now is your time to reward me, okay? Reward me through promotion at work. Reward me with more money. Reward me with a bigger house. Or reward me with a bigger car. And all of these things that we attach this, this uh, vanity metrics inside of our lives. And we say that people that have all of these vanity metrics, and that is the, the, the trophy wife, the job, the beautiful car and the beautiful house that they are walking inside of divine favor, right? And then we look at the man who, who doesn't have all of those things, but he has character and he has conviction and all of these different things. And he's connected to God and he's empowered by God. But you look at the two lives and you say, this one, everything they touch turned to gold. They must be the ones who are blessed, not understanding that the man who, who, who goes through challenges and struggles and triumphs victoriously over them is, is connected to God. And you look at him and, and you start to get confused and you start to get confused in your own life. This often happens by thinking that God is going to reward us by some vanity metrics now, this doesn't mean that uh, we can't live a happy life and have nice things and all those different things, but taking it as a token of divine acceptance and divine approval is what I am talking about here. And thinking just because we render God service that he is somehow obligated to uh, be our genie. Okay, and that is that uh, that that your wish is that his command and that that the evidence of how beautiful your life is and your house is and your core is is a reflection of your soul. And that's just not the truth. Okay. And lastly, religion can be defined by man trying to get God to love him. This has been going on since the beginning of time. Okay. Let's sacrifice something to our deity, something that's precious to us, so the deity can love and accept me, so the deity can provide rain or food, right? This goes back into the ancient thought of man since the beginning of time. What can I sacrifice to appease the gods, okay? What can I give that's precious to me that would get the gods to look favorably upon me and that I can have their love and acceptance? And this, my brothers, is religion. And when you're stuck in this cycle of trying to sacrifice something precious to earn approval and acceptance, you are under religion, okay? And so releasing all of those concepts and ideas and say, saying this, 
that I'm going to enter into rest. That means I'm going to stop trying to work to earn favor. And I'm going to stop trying to sacrifice something precious to order to get God to love me. And here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to stand in my royal identity as a man and say that I am a son of the king. And I'm going to begin to understand that I am love, loved and I am accepted and I am approved. And I'm going to begin to walk inside of that reality and the struggle to earn all of this sonship, all of this divine power is over. And today I'm going to walk inside of it because it is mine. That's the reality, brothers. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.